We're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Uh, today we have Ray Gonzalez with us. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be kind of introducing himself in a little bit, guys. I just wanted to take a little bit of time um, from Ray's podcast because, you know, fuck Ray, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, so, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I just wanted to kind of introduce you to some um, a fundraiser that I do every year. Um, I know Ray, Ray has contributed before and he's familiar with it. Um, I help local families here in San Diego every holiday season, basically provide them, I provide them food. So the way that I have structured uh, this fundraiser or this charity, if you want to call it, is I like to provide an ample amount of food. Um, I like to provide at least 250 um, now with <laughs> with inflation. Before we jumped on, me and Ray were talking about <laughs> inflation. Yes, and, and that, that's what happened last year, dude. Um, had um, working with some people that uh, that we went out. I bought like kind of the same stuff that I bought the year before, and it was like $400. And I was like, oh, shit, like we're over budget. So um, there has been a lot of people like that's, that's what I really, really love about this is there's been a lot, a lot of people that have contributed and that reach out and help. Um, and I, I, everybody asks how I get my families. I usually reach out to local churches. Um, I myself am not the most religious person, but a lot of people are, and they look to the church for, for help and hope and, 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 you know, whatever it may be. So I, I reach out to, I help local families. I'm from, you know, national city in San Diego and, there's people right down the street that need help. So, you know, I try to raise some money to, to help them out and it makes a big difference. So the way that I structured it this year, when I did it last year and I didn't do that before is I wanted to kind of adopt a family and tell me what you think about this. And, um, uh, basically adopt a family and give them food for Thanksgiving and then also give them food for, for Christmas. And usually obviously families with kids, um, you know, and then give them presents as well, you know, I feel like it puts a big, it helps them give you a big fucking cushion. You know what I mean? So if you want to comment on that and then we'll go into, you know, whatever. No, that's, that, that's really great. I mean, like I said, a good on you keeping up on this. It's been what, seven years, eight years now you've been doing this? Six. Yeah. The first year, I think I had one donor and then I just, I put in the rest. I put in like 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, helped. And that first year, I just dropped it off at the church and then they, they want to go pick it up. And I was like, oh, that felt kind of good. And I was, yeah, no, yeah. But then it, meeting it, the families way. was like it, it crazy. You know, that that's what was really the, you know. No, it, it's it's great, especially in the, in this times and stuff like that. Like a lot of people are, are facing difficult situations and everyone's story is different. You know, some people may have had a good last year and now this year yeah. with mandates or whatever, or people losing their jobs or just, it's a lot of stuff, you know, mental health is, played a lot big part yeah. in a lot of people's lives like you never thought it was going to be that person that would have an issue but they have an issue so yeah. it's, it's good on you like still continue to do this and hopefully it continues to grow and get more volunteers and stuff like that and in san diego like i said i try to do outreach out here as well in phoenix it's just life has been so hectic and busy well um, and that's kind of why i like to do it too because i get a lot of people like you too that tell me hey man i want to contribute i want to do something but i don't have time so there's like, here's, you know, I'm going to contribute to your cause because I know yeah. you'll get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. and I know a lot of guys like that, that they're just like, I'm not willing to do it, but I'm willing to give it to like, even like, I remember uh, I saw something like Bill, uh, no, I say um, Warren Buffett. He gives a bunch of money to Bill Gates because he has a bunch of, he's like, ah, he's like, I like making money. He's like, I don't like doing the whole charity and stuff. He's like, but I know he does. So I'm going to give it to him because I know he'll put it in the right place. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I, I remember. I like doing it in person too. Like I would help with Theo at his house. We're bagging up the beans and the rice and all that stuff and, and taking it over too, making the meals and preps, you know, for the families to give them, you know, yeah. their, their boxes of food. So, and that that's, you know, and not to dog on anybody, because I know people do the, the, the turkeys and, and, you know, like a, a, a little box of food and stuff. A ham or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then I feel like two days later, you're hungry again. That's why I wanted to do like, you know, like, hey, you're going to be good for a month or a few weeks. Go you got groceries. You yeah, got groceries. yeah. You don't have to yeah. worry about this, like you know, and 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 going a whether it's a, a weight off your shoulders or going like kind of make a little bit more money, so then you can have a little bit of a cushion or something. Now you're oh, like, yeah. okay, and it, and that helped me nice. a little bit, a little springboard, you know, to kind of not and stress for the it, holidays. And it's a yeah, it's like more than anything, it's a great peace of mind. Like you don't have to worry about where's that next meal coming from, kind of deal. And they get to actually enjoy just spending time with the family for a change, you know, especially how it's been this, you know, almost damn going on two years now with all this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess on that, on that note, we'll kind of introduce and I'll let you introduce yourself. Cause I, I know you have some, some work that you do that maybe you can't divulge, but whatever, you know, kind of wherever you want to let us know about what you do, you know, and, and yeah. who, who you are. It doesn't have to be about what you do though. You know? Yeah. But how about well, your life too, but just your intro. What's your, what's your elevator yeah. pitch? In my elevator pitch, uh, here we go. My resume, and I'll, uh, I'm Raymond Kung Fu Gonzalez, uh, Zeta class 2001, San Diego State, California. So I'm <laughs> old enough to Zeta be a lot of you guys. Yeah. Just that way. <laughs> yeah, so like some of these other guys, I'm old enough to, I've either brought you into the fraternity or I'm old enough to be your dad at this point. So I crossed when I was 19, uh, got into it um joined gammas kind of by accident really i was walking down satina walkway and um the guys that were promoting i remember it was patrick uh Gustine and, and hector i walked right fucking past them and nada but the chinos hit me up i don't know what it was <laughs> it was the eyes or something all i grew up with in the central valley and i checked them out and um uh i didn't do it the the first year I was in college, I was still trying to figure it out. And then uh, my pledge bro, Manny Sosa, he's the one uh, who got me to do it because uh, him, he only became a gamma because his guidance counselor in high school, from he was a bro from- So remember, uh, some people doctor. don't know what gammas are. So Gamma Zeta Alpha is a fraternity gamma that, Zeta that Alpha, we yeah, are fraternity. a part of in uh, at San Diego State University. It's our, it's our little gang in the university. You know? <laughs> They're trying to be cholo, but educated at the same time. Back in our era, we were still, we had a lot of cholos, fools still banging. So, I mean, it's a bunch of engineers, but fools that were about that life, uh, rolling up to the taco shop. Let's, let's leave it at that. A lot of stories like that. But, it's uh, weird. I mean, like, right? Like coming into, I mean, you came where? You're from what? Merced, uh, Merced, California. Merced. I was going to say Stockton, but it's, I mean, close enough. Stockton's an hour away. It's right there in the middle of BFE. Right between yeah. Fresno. Yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you come into you come into an environment that is fucking nothing like where you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because no, I, I grew up like it was all it was mixed. So that's what threw me for a loop, being from the Central Valley, from an agricultural type town, to going to San Diego because I essentially learned to be Latino more or less by definition in San Diego because there's a lot of things that. I guess a stereotypical Mexican Latinos do that I didn't grow up doing with because I was raised with a bunch of Hmong people, Cambodians, Mien, 
uh, black people, um, some trailer trash. We just poor. Essentially, the, the bottom buckets. Yeah. Uh, white trash. My my negro buddies. Like we just we didn't see color. We were just like, hey, we all broke. We got the food stamp books. And we're gonna go down to the liquor store, go get some snacks, and come back. So yeah. Um, that's how I grew up. So it was very eye opening coming to San Diego. And that's why it was, it was interesting to me when like I said, I was walking down Santino walkway and I felt more at home kind of approaching the Filipino guys. And to me, I didn't even know what a Filipino was to me. It's like, Oh, they're like some type Asian. of Asian or Chinese yeah. or whatever. And, uh, they really didn't fuck with me because that's, it, that's a different thing. SoCal and, and Central Valley, like it, it's where it, they seem a little more segregated in SoCal, like the eight Filipinos, the Filipinos in the beginning. Like if you don't know someone that vouched for you, you don't have yeah. it in. And the same thing with Latinos, like you see your own. It's almost like prison. You're walking on the yard. Yeah. I, I think you, you go to your own. It's the kind of deal. Yeah. I think college was a little bit like that at the beginning because you're like, okay, like let me find somebody that looks like me a little bit, you know, in this, in this sea of, of, of people that I know, you know, are, aren't from here. And, and the, like for me, I was, I, you know, I'm from San Diego. So I'm like, dude, I, I'm from down the street. You know what I mean? Like kind of not, not literally but like a little bit more down the street right national city yeah. what's up um but you know it's like it's like man I, i'm from san diego you know what i mean like and there's these people that aren't but yet they have this this quote-unquote territory right and they're like in this is their environment that i'm entering you know what i mean yeah. you're like very very culturally eye-opening because i never wore chanclas nada like until i lived in san diego like I could not wear flip flops until like after living in San Diego for two years. Now that's all. And I now, you, wear. now you don't stay. You have stop since. I'm in. I'm in the snow. I'm in Pichi Chanclas getting the mail or wherever I'm at. I'm in the desert, fucking in Chanclas. So, uh, yeah, just growing up, that's just how it was, and it was very eye opening. Like being like literally approached in straight Spanish from the jump, which I wasn't used to. Like I speak broken enough bocho Spanish to get by. But just to be just like drilled automatic, you know, like a hey, like and that bicep Spanish hits different. It's like it's a it's a different fucking set of words sometimes. Well, and, I, yeah, uh, and everything, even different. I mean, I've been I, yeah. traveled around Mexico where you're like, man, I know this guy speaks Spanish, but he's you know, like he's going in a different tone and different words, and you know. Yeah. No, that's where back back in the day, I got my all my 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 recent Spanish slang from Hector Galvez. He was the fucking. The, the the regional my regional paisa <laughs> oh i love i i dude i have a deep fucking appreciation and love for the guys that that can that can that know like the dichos and stuff or the you know yeah like oh like no, like i, I, I love I it bro i learned that shit being a San Diego. i didn't know any of it and it was actually very eye-opening because after living i lived in san diego for a good like 12 years off and on and um it really hit struck a chord when I actually went back home because I never really go home unless it's the holidays. And um, I went out, me and my brother went to the bars and, and met some of his buddies, my cousin's friends, and they were standing side by side and we started talking. And they're like, dude, you guys are brothers. Like they would hear me talk and they hear him talk. Like I sound on a parallel to them, fucking super Mexican all of a sudden. And my brother doesn't just because I've been in San Diego enough. I dated enough presitas from TJ or Ysidro. Like yeah. I picked up little mannerisms and um, yeah, that's when it was kind of opening. Like, Oh shit. I kind of fucking became a little bite diet paisa and shit a little bit, just from picking up things here and there. And that's kind of funny. One of the stories that my Spanish is so, so. And um, one time with the TJ met some fresas 
brought him back to the pad and we just kept drinking and I just got blackout drunk. And I kept telling people, no, I can speak Spanish. I just, it fucking comes out when it comes out. And I blacked out drunk and Manny was there. And I apparently was hanging out with these fucking little skinny paisa dudes and just fucking chopping it up in Spanish the whole time. I do not remember a lick of anything other than waking up in my bed and the bottle being in the living room. So it's like, I see, I fucking told you. It's in there somewhere. It's It's in there somewhere. You know, in that subconscious. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, all that stuff, all the adventures in TJ and and nothing like like motivation, like the, the greatest motivator we have as humans is our sex drive. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm out here down in San Diego. I like Latinas. I'm in TJ. Fuck, my, I'm, I'm out here partying. It's the only place I can like go drink, really. Uh, time to survive a little fiddle. So you, I'm going to, my Spanish is going to get good enough to fucking yeah. get some girls. Yeah, they're all from here. They're all from San Diego. It's funny though, because like I said, back in the day, going to TJ was real easy. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, girls become super fucking Mexican, real fucking quick. Oh, you were, you were going, you were going to TJ clock, back. Yeah, you were going to TJ back in the in the Narco Junior days, bro. The fucking uh... <laughs> yeah, no, when it was like it was Zools and fucking Tangaloo and Baby Rock. Baby Rock. Never. I went to Rebel. I went to Rebel a couple times with my white homies from the dorms. And then they just they just like to fuck up and get in trouble. And I'm not my Spanish ain't good enough Mister, to dumb out with the federal mysteries. Time. Yeah, mysteries. mysteries. Oh yeah, mysteries. <laughs> uh, and then finding out about these strip clubs that that's that was a big sexual awakening. You know, going from the farm, <laughs> being a damn near virgin, and then the going to TJ, and then it's like thun thun. It's just fucking woo. Everything's just if you got money, whatever you want. And I was always not. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Right, right. Yes. Until I actually had money. Until I actually had money. Hey, remember this is going on Spotify. So whatever you you whatever you want to divulge is up to you. You This is a lot of stuff that I don't mind. I'm an open book. And this is kind of it's it's interesting because I guess I have like two personas because the people that know me, they know like like you guys, you and a lot of the older guys, like I fuck around, I'll fuck with you. But a lot of that's lost when I'm doing it online and people think I'm, I'm a dick, but I'm like a bigger of a heartless dick online. And I'm like, you know, I'm saying shit to people and then they get their feelings fucking hurt. And I'm like, dude, if you know me, you know, I'm just fucking with you or your, your subconscious, your the context of how you're reading it is making it more offensive to you because of your own personal traumas. And I'm not responsible for your own personal traumas. Like you need therapy or something like I've done the work. You got to go do the work. So yeah. One of those things. So, and oh, yeah. You're saying so. You're saying you've done the work. What what is what is the I've work done, look I've like? I've done some work. Oh, some I'm work, like, dude. Because the work is I'm, never over. As no, it ain't so, never done. Yeah, yeah, I've done yeah. some work. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a shit show. I'm just a functioning shit show. Um, you know, instead of like before, I would turn to, you know, especially with the divorce and everything, going to drinking or drugs or whatever. Like, nah, I refuse to go back down that path. It's just, yeah, it's just self destructive, and this is not in the end. There's no one you're hurting but other than yourself. So. Hence, that was kind of the reason why I got my dog. Kicked me out of fucking trouble. I'm out here. Yeah. Well, it's trying to be out here a hoe on the streets, you know? Yeah, so, because like, it's easy once you're like, it's just just you, right? Because you're like, well, I fuck it up. I fuck it up for myself. Even just a dog gives you, like, responsibility of something. I got to go home. Someone, like, yeah, I, yeah. I got I to gotta let Mia out, you know? My baby girl, I got like, hey, she's been locked up for two hours. I got to take her out. She's only fucking four or five months old. I got to take her out, you know? And it's accountability. You're like, I'm, I'm not... You know, to me, some people may not, but I took the shoulder. If I'm getting her, I mean, she's mine for life. Like I'm not taking that life, her lifetime commitment to her. Cause you know, 
people forget, you know, you get a pet, you know, they're part of your life, but to them, you're their whole life. So it's like, it's Ooh. literally, it's a really that's big a, commitment. That's a bumper sticker right there. No. Yeah. But if you think about it, like I've had her literally since she was two months old, like I'm all she knows. So it's like, some people just take it for granted. Like I have my, my other dog, Kaya, she's fucking annoying. She is, but I wouldn't give her up either. Like, you know, she gets on my nerves. Oh, you got two dogs her. now? I have two. Cause with, uh, all the stuff that changes, I'm like, you know, the needed someone to keep me up busy. Cause she's a very hyperactive dog. I used to take her out like three times a day and all that. And then, you know, being a pandemic boppy in this bad batch of birth control pills, you know, that fucking changed my whole everything. So, uh, yeah, so I got her. I got her a sister to play with. So one, Mia listens to me. Kaya just, uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm how she's, how she's old is your? Child. How old is it? So now people, so we'll get focused on the the actual human child. Uh, yes. How old is your uh, my human, human child? Human child. Uh, Colibri. So Colibri, yeah. she's turning six months on six months. Damn, I don't know why I thought he was older, but yeah, I guess time's moving different in this pandemic yeah, yeah no tr- trust me it's like it's it's it seems like it was just it seems like a long time but then it's not because if you look at the grander scheme of how it all works yeah. like thought, just yeah it's 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 hard to believe like i've been in this place now for about a year and just like you know life don't give a fuck about your plans like literally i'm just happy the way i've lived my life like always been smart about my money and everything and you know never know when shit happens you know life took a, a strange direction for me, you know, if I was married and, you know, who should not be named, you know, if that was going to be for life and we're going to have kids and everything and that didn't happen and yeah. you know, that didn't work. And then, you know, I go out here, you know, have my little hoe face for a little bit and then <laughs> uh, reel it back and start dating, uh, you know, Jasmine yeah. and kind of messing around with her doing her thing. And then, the plan was to leave in Minnesota. I was going to be living down in Mexico, working remote and fucking living on the beach, working out and just fucking eating tacos, living my oh, best that's life. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. I was out Tulum chilling. Yeah, no, but fucking two weeks before we left, dun, dun, they're like, yeah. guess what? I'm like, oh, fuck my life. Well, okay, well, let me pee on the stick too. Let me pee on one to make sure it's fucking legit. All right. Um, all right. I guess I need to get a house now. So I'm, and, and that's to me just, I was, I didn't have the time at the time to appreciate the effort I put in ahead of time because like what, like that's no small feat. Like at the drop of a dime, I'm just going to buy a fucking house. Like, you know, you got to have your shit together. And I literally, once we found out about the baby within a month up to 60 days, I was like found the spot and locked that shit down. Like right away. And also remember that it's a house in Arizona too. It's not (laughs) this shitty market that's out here. Well, no, but that, but that's the thing. That was before I got it before all that shit, literally like right before all that shit started getting crazy. So like, again, everything happened. Some good rates though, right? No. Yeah. So everything, everything happened at the right time, even though that wasn't planned. Um, Like I said, the house I got, I, I realistically, take arizona or not i i landed yeah. three bedroom three three and it, i thought it should have went for 260 but the market started picking up like so they praised for like 300 so i got it for 299 and um you know right now it's 100k up from last year and as far as they're concerned the house looks the same i've it's a now four four it's probably 90 percent renovated on the inside i'm just finishing up the master bedroom bathroom to make my essentially my 50 shades of ray room so uh 50 shades of ray <laughs> Yeah, so I imagine uh, it looks like the room from uh from what's today uh next Friday. 
Like um, Uncle, Uncle Elroy's room. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. something like that. Hey, just because you get older, don't mean you the 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 socialness wears down any 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 bit. Yeah, Plus, you gotta I mean, keep. Oh, girl, my girl, she's man. in her twenties and shit. I gotta fucking, I gotta. Oh, you trying to keep? You trying to keep up? No, no, it's the other way around. That's why I gotta, I gotta stay on point. I gotta stay uh, on point. All right, and I have a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. You can, uh, you can, you can decline and answer. We can move on. Uh, but have you ever done steroids? No, never no, tried them. I've actually, uh, I've never done steroids. I barely take protein powder. I only do that just for like if I miss a fucking meal, and that's like well, I take care. like I take supplements and stuff like that. Like I say, because I supplements and vitamins are good for you. But they I are. think that because I know you were like, um, you had your 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 uh, moments of like of training when you were you know kind of like and, so, really and, and and steroids. What they really do is 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 recovery right like that's the, what they're going to help you on it it's like well it helps you in recovery it's not just going to make you automatically fucking buff you know what no, i mean well that's the thing like it, it it it's it's not a placebo because i mean it, it is and it's not because obviously it's fucking testosterone it's it's meant for muscle growth and all that stuff but again if you're taking the shot and you're sitting on your ass that's going to happen so what again is then essentially you're making a mental commitment as i put this needle in my body i'm going to bust my ass in the gym and I'm gonna get these big ass muscles and a tiny pee pee. So that's just the fucking trade off for what it is. And I mean, but your nuts get huge. To to a the <laughs> and all that shit. A to each. I'm all nuts. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Um, it's, it's something that I had recently like heard, uh, you know, on another podcast or whatever. And I was just like, oh, it's it's, it's interesting because I think, um, you know. With with the um, I don't know where you stand on the vaccine or whatever. I don't know if we need to go into that black hole, but you know, like everybody go, oh, I'm not putting that in my body. I was like, bro, I've seen you at parties, like <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. I was getting uh, some people were giving me vaccine advice, I'm like, bro, I just seen you snort an eight ball last weekend, and you're doing all these shots, like, and you're gonna tell me about being healthy. I, you know, I don't know what the fuck is in it. You don't know what the hell was in those fucking. That Molly you took at fucking Astro World. Exactly. You know, no, and I, I, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, uh, with how everything's gone, it's just unfortunate with like previous presidencies, all that. It's like, it's caught, it's created such a hysteria and emotional response to a lot of things that logic is thrown out of whack. And people that are traditionally intellectual, like, logic has gone out the window because they're emotional. Like, and that's the thing, yeah. you can be very smart, but you're making decisions based off emotion. And that's kind of where a lot of people I've noticed that I fuck with normally. Like I was funny, ha ha, two years ago, fucking saying the same shit. I'm I'm saying it now. Well, because I'm, now they feel I, like they need to like if the the problem is is that it the fact that you if you question anything right now, it's just like you're 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 fucking you're working against it. Like it's just like yeah. well, why? What's wrong with it? Like I'm not. I'm. No. I'll tell you. I'll be the last one to fucking be like you know like. Uh, oh fuck the vaccine or whatever. No, I, no, I don't know, but, but it's also it's like, hey, have, yeah. yeah, it's ultimately you have to make the right decision for yourself and your family and your own well-being. And the thing is, ultimately, comes at the end of the day, are you really like anything in life except the consequences of your actions or lack thereof? And that's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, and it's just unfortunate with everything that's been done. Um, the marketing campaign for this pandemic is fucking sucked. Like. This everyone's a, a fucking viral expert, YouTube or whatever, and that was my biggest thing, just because there was lack of consistency until I actually had a sit down, actually conversation with a medical professional. It was like an hour long, just chopping it up, like talking, talking, talking about everything, and um, 
helped set my mind at ease and I got my shots and everything like that. Cause like, that's, that's one thing. Like I've never been anti-vax or whatever. I'm like pro make the right decision for yourself. Like it's yeah. your life and like anything, like uh, it's not, it, it's, it's, it's something that we're gonna have to live with. So like the flu, it, to me, I see it. It's not going to go away anytime soon. It's just something yeah. you live with. And well, it's yeah, just but one if, of those things. What, but if, you know, you have one, first one is if you already fucking got COVID, that's what that's what fucked me up. Like you I'm know. like that. See, that's where some of my 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 issues lie with some of the stuff because right before we found out what was COVID and what it was and everything like that, I me and Jasmine got fucking sick. Like if we thought it was the flu, I don't know I, if I lost my sense of smell. You would have antibodies okay. though. No, so check this out. Well, let me. I'm leading to that. So we got sick. We were down uh, for ten days. Prior to that, my colleagues, all of one got sick and we all started going down one by one. I was the last one to survive in the office. Yeah. My colleague who sits next to me, less than five feet in a cube, he took the antibody test and he tested positive. And so after I get sick, I Wait, take- Wait, but he, he, he take antibody tests or it was like an active, like he has COVID? So, like so a- he actually tested, he, we, he didn't know, the, the, the COVID test wasn't out just yet. So like, this is like right in the fucking beginning of everything. Like, oh, we have it. You know, we think we know what the antibodies are, whatever, right? Yeah. So he took the antibody test and this was back in May, like May, June. So this is like May right when the stuff was- 2020? 2020. Yeah, right when this shit was happening. Yeah. So because I got sick, we got sick. All of us went down in the beginning of March. So it was like within two months, like, okay, this is the thing. So out of curiosity, when it got tested for antibodies, it came out positive. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, fuck, if you got it, logically, I must have fucking caught it too, because I was perfectly healthy until you came over to my desk and we were having a conversation. You Made might out out with you. tomorrow off because I'm not feeling great. And the fucking, I'm the last one. And we're like, oh, it's a little kiss goodbye. We made it around through the whole team and we're the last two in here. So, yeah. Yeah. What um, are you guys the last two in there? That's good. You guys staying back and making out. It's like you're going to get sick, right? Hey, hey, hey. First of all, don't judge. Don't judge. It's 2021. Keep hey, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. But, uh, no, so they'll so hear me out with that. So we did the test. So I did mine in like June before July, and I came out negative. So that's when I'm like, wait a minute. Shit's not adding up. And wait, actually, that you took the first, antibodies test? The antibody test. The antibody oh. test. So again, what they said is you, if you got sick with it, you should test positive for antibodies for six months, right? That's yeah. supposed to be the standard. Um, I read yeah. a small print in the bottom. They even said like that's what it said, but they're like, but it's a 50-50 shot. They don't know. But we don't know shit because this shit just came out last week. Exactly. And then like even now, there's all kinds of shit that's coming out. But I mean, that's what I'm saying to the point to where somebody got it. They're saying that you're eight to fucking thirteen more times like you know uh, well, uh, protected than yeah. well, you're more protected than somebody who has the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, they want you to get the fucking vaccine. And it's just like, well, if I already got COVID, and look, I'm sitting here as a guy who got COVID and the vaccine. So, like, you no, know, and, what I mean? well, like, and that's and that's and that's a bit big misnomer with a lot of it because again, the logic behind it. So if you actually physically contract the viral disease, your body's gonna suffer the traumas of the virus. So that's what else, a lot of bronchial, everything. So you're gonna have damage done to your body. So that's if you catch it naturally, you know, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, caught yeah, COVID. Yeah. But if you get the vaccine, it's been Manipulated inside in such a way where your body's going to react and create the antibodies without causing if you trauma. get it. That's yeah, if, if you get it. No, if you get the vaccine, correct. And no, I'm not saying if you get COVID. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. because your your body still needs to create those the the basically 
um, create what the proteins, right? That's, no, and that's, that's what the, that's what the vaccine initiates as like when it kicks your body into it. What it's doing is because starting that that process in your body to yeah. do it without causing the trauma on your body that's caused by the the COVID virus. And that's a difference. Yeah. You're still going to create the antibodies for, but you still your body's going to create antibodies for both. But the actual virus is actually cause cause trauma to your body, specifically in your bronchial environment, your lungs, essentially, or, or other parts of your body. Versus where the vaccine, you won't suffer those effects, but you're still going to feel like shit for a couple of days. So yeah. And I just like I just got over mine, and it was literally three days, and went right when seventy hours hit. I was good as new. What do you mean, um, the, from the vaccine? From the vaccine, yeah. Uh, now, when I, I when I thought I caught it, whatever that shit was, ten days, and I, I and I think I, it's one of those I don't know things because the science was there. I mean, people are still getting sick from regular shit, you no, know. Well, and that's the thing. Everything nowadays is COVID, which is unfortunate. Like I said, it's a lot of misinformation of things, and that's what's causing hysteria. People again. Are very emotional and it's it, it yeah. to different uh, emotional response for a lot of people because it, it's affected them differently. We have family members, we have friends, someone who's either passed away from it or this kind of information like, oh, they got the vaccine and they still got sick. I'm like, yes, the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting sick, but it will mitigate a lot of the growing pains, the viral issues that you have from it. That's essentially what the vaccine does. That's why you get the flu shot. It's the same premise, but it's just because of the mass hysteria. And I think honestly, there's an emotional association with the mishandling from the previous administration. That's where like people like, nope, well, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. And that's where logic kind of gets thrown out the window, which I've noticed a lot of. And like I said, I have a lot of intelligent, what I would deem intelligent friends that are making very irrational decisions because of emotions. And I I will say I was a part of that bunch, not just for not, I wasn't anti-vax. I was just like, the numbers aren't adding up. This doesn't make sense. You're telling me, you know, one plus one equals three when I know it's two, like there's something missing here. And that, that was my big thing with it, but I did it for the sake of my kid and, and over here, even though I worked full remote and then also I got mandated at work too. So I was like, well, fuck either way, it is what it is. That's that to me. It is, uh, that's, yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of dumb. It's like, work. it's like, Hey, if, if I can prove to you that I got it, like they should just be like, all right, cool. Like, you well, know. no, I would think that if you caught it, then you're fine. But they're like, no, you're no, still no, vaccine. they're still making people get the vaccine. No, you I, know? Know, I, have a, I know people. And there's a risk, it. like, you know, to getting the vaccine, too. We can't pretend that there isn't a risk, right? There's a well, risk no, to any vaccine. Guys, uh, all the stuff that I've seen, the, the, the stuff, uh, the side effects, it's all associated with guys. The women getting shot, you're good. No, no, no. Women have The heart myocardia. Cardiomyopathy. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting because like I said, the with a lot of studies it, they trace it to college. Well, there was a there was a lot of younger people that were getting that cardiomyopathy. Well, no, so is, so check this out. So that's why, like again, just looking at it from a statistical value, taking a, away the emotional content, just looking at it for numbers because I'm a fucking number nerd. So what's the big association? It's all been college male athletes. So to me, it's like okay, if you've been a part of any kind of serious athletic program, whether it be college See? or good high thing school, I, good thing I didn't get that football scholarship, bro. There it is. Yeah, your body's breaking down because of intense practices and workout regimes that you're going through and all that. So because your body's already in a physical weakened state, this is just my hypothesis, you know. And and as athletes, you're broken down already so much because you're training, you're pushing yourself to those limits. Then to get that vaccine, which is already going to break your body down so you can build these antibodies. It's just like your body's going to tap out and something's going to give. And I think that's in those rare instances where you see these side effects taking effect on male 
college athletes. So that's to me, my association to it is just the amount of physical intensity and labor that's put on the body, the stress, the stress factors on the body. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But But I, I, what, something that just came up for me that just uh, from that, so we could kind of, we can move away from COVID a little bit, but with the college athletes or athletes in general, um, wait, did you freeze? I think you're frozen. At least, unless you're really, really good at staying still. All right, now, now that you've now that you've unfrozen, um, no, the what I was kind of driving at was um, was I guess there's a there's this this guy that we was I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and this guy's a, like a bodybuilder. Um, his name's Rob Kearney, but he had testicular cancer, and I guess it's like very common among like like a like males within the like especially like athletes and stuff like if you think about it like you know like uh like lance armstrong stuff like that and thinking like if, if it if it's somehow you know connected with having the, the higher testosterone kind of what you because you were mentioning about the athletes and stuff like that like if that's kind of one of the i wouldn't say necessarily drawback but like it, it but it's like yeah like maybe it's it's a it's a product of like maybe you know some guys that are well, no, I, I think I think it, it might be an indicator of sorts. And again, just because it's so new, it's hard to pinpoint just but but just from hearing it, um, that seems to be the one commonality and a lot just from what I my understanding with the medical research and talking with the, the medical professionals that I've talked to. Um, so but that's why I was kind of concerned doing it myself, because I'm still a lot of piss and vinegar myself. And I work out a lot. And even though I'm damn near going to hit 40. Uh, Still, still out here more than these 20 something year olds. So um, that was a legitimate concern of mine. So that's why leading up until I got it, I didn't do shit. I just sat in my butt and that was it. And even then um, it was tough just because of habit and wanting to run around. And then just, it put me on my so ass. You, so bit, you weren't working out because you were going to get the vaccine? I, I stopped literally a couple of days before, but also it's kind of hard. A couple of days. Okay. <laughs> With the with the baby and shit, it's kind of it's hard to keep because it's a schedule. Because I was getting working out five times a week, and uh, five six times a week, and then with the kid, oh, you got tossing the six. Tossing the depends depends if I went out on Friday or not, mm. or if I'm getting an extra workout um, at home. But it, but then that the when you're when you have a regimen and you stop, you go you fucking start putting it on quick, bro. Especially yeah. if you, especially if you don't eat good, you know what I mean. Well, that no, see, that's your body gets used to that activity. Your body gets used to that activity. Things. So, so you're touching on two different things: regimen and discipline when it comes to your workout, and regimen discipline when it comes to your diet. So that's why I've been able to keep my physique and everything. And I'm only maybe on a good week workout three times a week. Realistically, probably twice a week. Um, you just said six. No, I was, I was, but because of the baby, no, because of the baby oh. throws it off. Because I can on a good, you know, run, but then, the, then like the babies, when you have one, um, uh, they have their growth spurts and their sleep patterns will change because there's a lot turning on in yeah. their heads. So it, and and I'm not trying to be a a, a dick parent and just put it all on on Jasmine because. She didn't make her herself. I try to help as much as I can, but yeah. it's kind of hard because I don't have the boobs. So I try to help them and however I can, but that, that makes it difficult too, just to, uh, to, to take that own time for yourself. But then even then, you know, having time to give to your partner. To, you can milk like, anything oh. with nipples, right? Yeah. 
So, hey. <laughs> I, I thought so, and my daughter discovered mine, and um, she likes to scratch them. She's like, oh, hi. <laughs> Grabs them like, They're oh, little okay. fucking nails, right? It just yeah. peeps through. And I go, I go, oh, you must have good eyesight because I have, like, little ass nipples. So... I'm like, yep, you, you, you will not need glasses. You will not need glasses. So, but yeah, no, my little Mugrosa. So, so, so what was, that, what was that like? I mean, and I know, I know, uh, the people who do know you were, uh, kind of like, Oh, Kung Fu Ray is a dad. Like, yeah. Um, so it was more when I was like, Oh, about fucking time. And, Oh, let's see what happens. And, you know, I, I knew I was having a daughter from the fucking jump. It's just, when you know, you know. It's one of those like, even even. Why Ray? Why? I just, why? Why did you think you were gonna have a daughter? Because you had to pay for your sins or what? Uh, if that was the case, uh, contrary to a lot of people's belief, you can ask a lot of the women that I've been involved with, you know, romantically dating, whatever. I am not a dick. I'm just a smartass. So there's a difference: cocky smartass versus actually being a dick. I became more of a dick after several of my my damages and traumas. Uh, but even then, again, do the work, get a little better, try not to get on people. But uh, no, it, it, it's just, I just knew. I think ultimately it's like, you know, if you want to take it from the religious perspective, you know, God gives you what you want. Me is like, whatever, it is going to be, I just fucking knew. And it's and ultimately, I just look at the karma the way, like, since I wasn't able to have the love I wanted from the, the woman that I chose for myself, I made it myself. You know, like an engineer, the problem solver. If there's a fucking, there's a problem. There's not a solution out there. We're gonna make it ourselves, and that's exactly what I did. I mean, it's kind of Donald Trumpy. You're not freaking gonna. That's a different no. type of love. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not not that kind of love. Don't no, pull it. Not that, Donald first Trump of all, you've been, you've been you've been on a couple sites a little too long. Them uh, brother stepsister stuff. No, no, exactly. You no, you, you've been living about, in Minnesota too long. You're <laughs> a pure unjudgmental but what i'm saying is that like it it, it takes a different type of love and a, and a different type of commitment for you to kind of for you to be with somebody and 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 and, and be vulnerable and be different you know what i mean yeah because there's a lot of people who oh i love my child but they they don't set a good example they don't go and do yeah. the work for themselves and it's like if you really love them you would do all these things to better yourself as well you know yeah and, and that's the thing it starts with yourself and 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 it trickles down from there because if you're not happy then your family's not going to be happy and, and all that stuff and like i said i'm trying to break those family you know stigmas of how i grew up you know stuff like that so it, and jasmine's really good you know been patient with me with a lot of the stuff um throughout the process so i'll give her props on that uh because i know it could not be the easiest to deal with at times especially just the frustrations i'm like why isn't it work this way it's like logically you know it is what it is but uh um, <laughs> no but with her it's just it's i don't know it's i went from hey let's go do you know this bug ass shit let's do drive-bys whatever now it's soft as wet toilet paper when it comes to my daughter it's just like but even then it's it's almost even if not, I'm more calculator. So I, it's in, I already know, like if God forbid something happens, it's the, it's going to be bad for whoever, whoever crosses that line, whatever five-year-old, I, I will fight a five-year-old. Five well, I will bitch slap a five-year-old if I have to for my daughter. It's like, oh, then not. You know, it is what it is. I know it just sounds fucked up, but I am jokingly. Well, it's one of those things too. You have to kind of, 
you have to get ready for them to to let them let them do fall. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's that's the best I could do with her. And like I said, it's one of those things. You know, I don't. That's one thing I refuse to fail at. You know, um, that's something I, I won't let myself be bad at. So what do you what what was that experience like for you? Do you like for you growing up with the, with your parents? Uh, my parents, like I said, they had their own traumas and everything like that. And it was like t a typical, like, you know, household, you know, really emotions and feelings only came out when you're drinking. So like, oh, me yeah. fucking love you. What do you need? You know, whatever, like that stuff, you know, I love you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. It, it was one of those, so, you know, the stereotypical you would imagine and you, you, this is what it is. Cause we're working like, Hey, we got shit to do. Let's go, 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 go. And, um, that was one of the things that was hard. Uh, because I was, I know when I was younger, like more of those more attention seeking, craving affection type of children. And it's just kind of just how the environment was. It wasn't conducive to that. So it was like, I found a different outlet in my sports and stuff like that. And just other ways. So that's, I think it's kind of one of the ways in what personality is the way it is just kind of being a fucking clown. And it's kind of like, Hey, being out there and getting that love and rapport from you know superficial sources you know yeah. just so so you feel it you know at times and that's just what it is you know and and that's what people take uh don't understand just because you're super social like oh like whatever like no it takes its toll on you you know it's fucking draining and at the end of the day you know for i can imagine like you like we do our thing we're out here fucking life of the party you know getting shit started but then when we go home nope i don't want just dead silent. I'm just quiet. And like, it's, yeah. it's the trip. I tell people like, I go take myself out to dinner by myself, fucking no phone. Just go. Cause you deserve it to shut down and, or go to the movies. Like just to like not be around people because it is, it takes its emotional toll. Like just it's draining. It's energy essentially. And well, I, I think that that's when you have to kind of sit and then and, and think of, cause I, I mean, I've definitely, yeah, as an, as an extrovert myself or, it, it, it comes from a place of having to to be who you think you need to be for the moment or the room. The performer. Instead, the performer. instead of just being who you want to be and who you really are. You know, it's just like, I and I know for me, sometimes it's, it's a, like I'll step in a room or, or go out with friends and they have other friends that I don't know. And they're all, oh, this guy's a comedian. This guy's hilarious. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, you know, I'm not like, I just wanted to show up and just like have a beer and just chill. Like, you know what I mean? And now yeah. I have this whole thing to live up to or whatever, or maybe, and you know, other times it's like, Oh, I'm ready to go or whatever. Like, Hey, yeah, I'm in a good mood or whatever. Like, but then I'm not their cup of tea. So they're like, this guy's not funny at all. This guy's a dick or whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, they're like, they don't, they don't think that, you know, the same thing or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's not, a mixed you know. bag. It, and that's why I tell people it's like, you know, with me, you either love me or you're going to hate me from the jump. And then if you hate me, I'm eventually, I'm like a fungus. I grow on you. Like, there's very rare few instances of people that don't like me. And the people that genuinely don't like me really never don't know me because they made me know me from like just social media because people really think I'm that jig. I love trolling. I like being my alter ego, just complete asshole persona because people read into it so much because that's their only connection to life. And it's funny because the guy's like, dude, this person really thinks you're they're like, yeah, fucking they're like, give it to them, do it. Because they want me to be more of a dick because they won't do it because they want to got to maintain relationships or whatever. But because I have that, well, yeah, but you don't have a responsibility to do to yeah. to, to be that person either. Like you know, exactly. Like, and, you and, and like I said, it's like you're performing. Like, hey, sometimes it's on command or whatever. 
you know, like, like I said, you're the comedian. You got to be this. Like when I travel with my buddies that are from overseas, I'm the Mexican. And guess what? The fucking Mexican wants tequila. And we're fucking doing just tequila shots. Like, dude, I'm just trying to fucking chill. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things. But we grow up and we get older and, you know, it's just the recovery. What it used to be It's just what it is. <laughs> it, more than anything, that's what it ultimately comes down to. And, and I think I have more. I have something more to live for now. I'm like, I can't be out here being reckless. Like, I want to get home to my daughter. You know, I have responsibilities and like, I'm not going to be hung over. And then just she's, you know, I'm losing time. Oh, they don't give a fuck. Her or they don't give a fuck that you're hung over. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Nah, like, she don't care. I'm so, like, why do, like, she's up at five in the morning. She will roll over and bitch slap me in the face and like, then smile. I see the little gums and everything in the darkness. I'm like, Colibri go back to bed and nope she's up and then jasmine like get your daughter and is there is there good. is there an origin story to Colibri? is there an origin story to the name yeah so uh we were watching a movie in minnesota like right this is like a year before we fucking even the accident happened so we just happened to be like kicking it netflix and chill Whatever, and watching some Spanish. Your daughters and listeners, if you have to say, oh, it, fucking, gonna... I'll tell her no, because actually, it's actually it's it's pretty interesting. So actually, one of the when they were going through the credits, we just happened to look and just seeing the name Colibri, someone's name. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a really pretty name. I'm like, what does it mean? And I actually, I'm like, oh, it's oh, you didn't know what it meant? No, I'm fucking pocho as shit. I don't no, know. Like, uh, well, that's I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, it's a, I, I, I like, I hope it's a cool. No, I'm like, okay, sounds pretty. I've never Colibri. seen it. And then I then I looked it up. Wait, but like, you oh. read it when you read it, you read it in Spanish? Or I read did it you read English? English. Read it. And you thought it was a nice name, Colibri? I, I know how it sounds. I know well, I don't know. If you read it. Sound like when I read it, I was like, I wasn't like Colabri. I'm like, no, it's Colibri. I fucking accent. I said okay. so like I know, I know I what I know. It's when I talk is the issue. Okay. My talk about Spanish is fucking immaculate, but other than that, it's whatever. Uh but um, so that happened like okay, then fast forward like a year or so. So uh we before we even knew Jazz was pregnant, literally like we go to Vegas. That's where she gets fucking pregnant, it was in Vegas. Uh never missed a pill or nothing. So this old man's sperm is fucking potent. So uh we get back. I have my plants out on the fucking on the balcony. And I randomly hummingbirds started flying to my, my flowers I had out there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, look, the hummingbird, babe, check it out, check it out. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking sign. Watch out. She's like, why are you fucking joking? You know, like, that's not funny. Why are you joking like that? Like, watch, I'm fucking going to be pregnant. You keep talking that shit and see if you're going to be laughing. Like, oh, look, it's so pretty. Like, they were pretty ass hummingbirds flying up. And um, sure enough, the week fucking later, doesn't feel right. She's like, ah, I can't take a shit. I'm constipated. Like, my something's wrong i'm like well just go fucking rock on the toilet you'll be fine you know whatever didn't think nothing of it just played it down like she hadn't missed her period she wasn't late and she went with a friend and did the test and found out she's pregnant i didn't know then she fucking tells me and that's how i found out like later on that night and i'm like nah 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 she took like i didn't know but no me took like three tests three tests before that yeah and like hold on the engineer me like no we need a fucking we need a baseline. So like, give me one of those sticks. Oh, I fucking, I want to pee on it. I'm like, okay, they fucking, it shouldn't change, whatever, because it was faint. And yeah, sure enough, then like, all right, we'll go to the doctor. Right now, fucking pregnant. Literally like one month, one month to the fucking day to Winter Vegas. So like, all right, sure enough. 
Um, so we really weren't like on names just yet. So, but we did talk about if we were to have a kid, fucking, and was a girl, that would be the name. Um, so all that, then fast forward, we know we're going to have the uh, her, and it's almost like signs or whatever, whatever. Then this house came on the market, was only a market for like three days. And uh, I put in my offer, locked it down. It has these big, beautiful bushes in the front. They're like a red orange. She's like almost like orchid flowers. And right when we get to the house, sure enough, hummingbirds all in the trees and everything. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking sign. This is supposed to be the house, whatever. And sure enough, I move in. I put my little plants in the back and hummingbirds all in the neighborhood are just flying to my house. I'm like, oh, it's... How many? That, why is there so many hummingbirds there? I feel like I never see hummingbirds. No, here. I didn't fucking know hummingbirds were in <laughs> you're Arizona being, you're, no, you're being attacked no, like, by a fucking... I've never <laughs> seen so many hummingbirds all of a sudden. I'm like, it's a fucking sign. I'm like, okay, well, that, it's a cool story. Her name's Colibri. It's fucking hummingbirds. Saw them on the balcony. Then the house ended up getting where she's going to grow up in. Fucking hummingbirds all pull up to the fucking house like when we get there. So that's kind of like the whole origin story with that. And then knowing that it's like, like looking in behind the significance behind the name in the Aztec culture. So it was like the animal deity representation for the king of the Aztecs, you know, and the god of death. And so the hummingbirds were actually the, the Aztec spirits and the messengers of the gods. So that's how they communicate, whatever. And so that's why their, their feathers were so regarded for certain uh, ceremonial things. So the god of death, uh, can't fucking remember how to say his name the uh, king of the Aztecs, his animal insignia, if you will, is of a big hummingbird. So I never thought a hummingbird would look like fucking- A big hummingbird? It's like a hummingbird headdress. Like, uh, of course, you can't, whatever, but- I was thinking, uh, is there there giant hummingbirds out there? No, well, they're all small. So like, you know, the the flying jewels, that's what they're, the flying jewels. So that's how we, the name, the significance with it all. So it's really pretty and actually something that's strong and unique. And then we picked her middle name to be Nayeli which is Nahuatl for the language of love or, or the meaning of love. So she has some Faisa, you know, pretty strong Aztec name. So I have to make sure she's fucking fluent in Spanish. She can't be Pocho like her dad. So, you know, got to make sure she's in fucking immersion school. Dad Spanish is about to be. That's hard school. if you're not speaking Spanish in the home, though. Well, no. Well, Jasmine's fluent in Spanish. Okay. I get yelled at in Spanish. Uh, I can speak enough. Like, uh, that's the thing. Being in Minnesota, I didn't you know speak a whole lot of spanish my ex-wife was black so if i said something in spanish it was fucking lost whatever it was like oh, your, your spanish was great oh my baby i'm so saying she didn't know so your spanish is in comparison to hers is great oh i'm fucking i'm, I'm king paisa and shit so uh yeah that's that's how we came out with the name and like i said it was kind of like called symbols or or you know uh, signs of anything, but yeah, that's kind of how it propagated through that timeline. And just like, well, fucking, it's set. That's gonna be your name. So it's it's just been nice, you know, just with that and just working on this house. And essentially, I thought it was the, my house, and no, I just get to pay the mortgage and pay the bills. Essentially, it's gonna be yeah. her house, and kind of like my homage to like designing it a certain way. And God forbid something happens to me, and here's something left that you know. It's for her because it's been a full overhaul, pulled everything out, redid all the floors, the walls, yeah. the, painting, the framing, adding rooms, design kitchen. You still, uh, you still have your Fast and the Furious Evo? I do, the Susia. I know. <laughs> I've, I've come to that point. I don't know. I kind of. Are you finally going to give it up? Really? I, I, a part of me wants to, but it's a, it's a collector's item now. 
too. So they're like, it's a perfect time to sell right now. No, uh, it would, but I, I like the new Corvette. So I'm like, fuck, do I just upgrade from the Evo to the new Corvette? Do you have a car for the family? Uh, I have an Outlander. I have an SUV. Oh, so I oh. bought Mitsubishi. Hey, they're reliable as mm-hmm. shit. No, they're not. <laughs> I, I, I've had the Evo for fucking over 10 years, the most stable relationship I've had and have not had no issues. So, yeah, but those are. Those are those are are different. Those are those are a car they gave, they gave a shit about. Yeah, you know they put tender love and care into making love those evos. Yeah. yeah, they kissed each one as they came out, rolled off the line in Japan. The evos, but, uh, damn. No, I got my Outlander, and like you said, it's actually buying a new car actually saved me money because that the Evo drains gas like a truck, uh, just a lot funner to drive. So the Outlander's like literally makes me feel like a responsible adult, which is kind of sickening at times. Yeah, so, it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, work is good. Life is good. Oh, like I said, we didn't touch the topic with what I do. So I my technical term would be a cybersecurity research engineer or penetration tester. So my jobs are getting your back door. I knew I knew something. I knew well, as soon as I heard penetration, you'd say something dirty. <laughs> for the for the for the brief stint of uh. My singleness, uh, you, know, you imagine a lot of blushing going on when talking about I'm a penetration tester. Well, <laughs> Almost a lot of blushing, I'm sure. Yep. Those yeah. guys, they couldn't handle it in Minnesota. They got a lot of free drinks. Minnesota, what was that like? That, was is, that? Very, is very cold, very vanilla, um, very fucking weird. Like, it's like people trying really hard to be individuals so much that they're all the same i don't know if that makes any sense like everyone's trying to be this certain individual but it's like they're all trying to be that individual so they're all the same so kind of lose the, the whole point of why why they're doing what they're doing and it's just disingenuous yeah and it's it's just it's very interesting the cold weather breeds a certain type of person and uh yeah it, they, you know they call it cabin fever you, you're just stuck indoors for so long and yeah, I feel like people that do that shit, like, I feel like that's why the pandemic was harder on places like San Diego, right? Because people that are used to being out and about yeah. all the time. And yeah. then other places that are like, ah, you know, we'll stay home for fucking three months all, you know, in the winter or whatever. Fucking well, turn- and that's what, that's what it was in the beginning. But I just, just heard recently Minnesota is now leading in pandemic, uh, COVID cases now, just because winter's coming and everyone just went the fuck balls out to the county fair and everything out mm. everything else and now everyone's just catching well, it i think the problem was also it's getting people keeping people indoors right because you could get it easier indoors it's transmitted indoors as well you know and outdoors you're not going to get it as, as yeah. uh, prevalent this they found i mean it's almost the, the cases that they found from outdoors and stuff like that are almost minimal to like almost well, to say i mean that just look at it. it's just evolution of a virus like and again in the beginning it was a lot more you know deadly because it was something so new and it killed its host so eventually it mutate that's how it's going to evolve anything you want to survive you can't kill your host and you need time to propagate so that's just the evolution how animals or anything of any species survive so it evolved and mutated and now I may not be killing its host, but now it's not as deadly, but you're still, it's still very contagious, still something that could take you down. You know, it's not the flu, but similar like the flu, you know, it's still, you could die from it. So because, even though your survival mortality rate's a lot higher, 
it's still very, very contagious. So I still want to kind of figure out what it was that the for you to to initially move to Minnesota and to be in a place like that from you know being well, from somewhere where you're from where it's very um, diverse. Well, I mean, I finished my master's degree, graduated, taught my class, and I came across a job. All the jobs <laughs> I was getting offered out here were requiring me to take like a 40 and 50k pay cut. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> literally, fuck you. That's literally how I tell them when they told me the offer. I'm like, I made more than that coming out of college with a bachelor's degree. I'm like, I have a master's and I actually graduated at the top of my class, not unlike my bachelor's where I barely scraped by. So, uh, um, the offer I uh, landing was was Honeywell, so I stayed with my company. And it was it, the the condition at that time. The job rec said it was in Phoenix, but they changed it last minute. Like, well, you got the job. Do you have any problem moving to Minnesota? And that was the only catch. So I was like, Yeah, well, fuck it. How long I gotta be out there? Like two years, and then you can come back. I'm like, All right, I'll do two years. So at that time, I was two like, years in the like written in, like you need to be with us for two so years. That's, that's what I thought. That's so I'm, I hit, so I'll get to that. So two years okay. went out there, two years hit. They're like, well, we feel like you still have a lot to learn that you, you're not ready to be cut loose and be independent doing your own stuff yet. So that turned to three years and at three year mark, the pandemic happened. So then turned to four years. Uh, and at the fourth year, I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm like, my lease is about to be up. Uh, should I start looking for a new place in Phoenix? Could you guys transfer me or am I looking for a new job? And I literally had an answer that week and got my. Uh, well, why, why Phoenix? Do you have any roots in Phoenix or? Oh, uh, well, I lived out here for a little bit. Um, I was contemplating coming back to San Diego. It's just uh, to be realistic. It was a lot of just, I wasn't ready to just kind of, be dealing with a lot of the shit, the job hunting stuff like that versus I already have a job lined up. And also, you know, everything was set. Like it was an easy transition. And if anything, um, cost of living, like, yeah, I mean, I, with what I make in Minnesota, I mean, in what I make right now in San Diego, I'm upper middle class in Arizona. I'm fucking rich. Like I literally (laughs) own two homes. I'm remodeling. I still have all my shit. I fuck around money. I, uh, take care of my family. I'm the only one needing to work like good. If I was back in San Diego, I'd probably have an apartment. Oh, you buy the, you buy them brand name Oreos, huh? Yeah. That's the thing. I don't, I don't really fuck with some of that food. Like I said, I'm an old man, man. It, it, it diet matters. That's, that's what a lot of stuff abs are made in what's, the kitchen. What, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure? women uh, uh i'm very basic man bro I, I like i just it depends whatever i want i gotta have it if it's sweets i will literally go to the bakery and buy like fucking a couple conchas and the galletas and whatever and get a fucking quart of milk sit there and just fucking crush like six of them in one sitting and just keep refilling the glass of milk till i'm till i'm <laughs> satisfied and then i'm done i can't have milk once it starts warming up uh it's got to be ice cold. Put ice, no, ice cold, or I put ice in it, too. So. Oh, no, no ice, man. No, I grew up like that shit. I used to drink cat milk pretty much straight from the titty. So, yeah. Uh, from the cows? The cow, that whole milk and just throw some oh. ice in it. Bro, change your life. Just that chunky stuff? 
that chunky that's stuff. Where all the gains full. That's where that's where Oof. all the gains come from. That don't need no steroids from that if you're getting it straight from the cow. I remember my aunt in Mexico would be like sipping on some milk and be like, "Oh, what the hell? There's chunks in there." Oh my oh, no, god! No. First of all, it's pasteurized. It ain't fucking oh, yeah. chunky. Start like it, no, there's chunky, some, but not I that There was some that they would drink straight fucking chunky. Oh no, that's probably the and foam. It, it's not chunky, but it's foamy. I think it was a little bit chunky, but I don't know what it was. But any, any, I remember, um, and even when you're a kid, you don't fucking, you don't have a frame of reference, right? To like, to like, be like, oh, this is the culture, blah blah blah. You just kind of like, ew, you're just fucking, yeah, like, you yeah. know, like my, uh, I think, I think, I was also in Mexico. My cousin was eating like a chicken soup, but it had the fucking claw in there, all sick, like oh, the you know, I was like, ah! <laughs> fucking, I was like, what the hell? She's all. Yeah, see, and that's what's funny because the way I grew up, all that shit's normal to me. Just if my Spanish was on fucking point, I'd be deported. But other than that, like, dude, I grew up eating all the fucking pig feet, the chicken feet, all all that shit. Like, frog. Well, that's because you're from the from the farm. Like, yeah. So it's different. It's just like again, when you're in Mexico, really, everyone's from the rancho. It's a farm. So unless you live in the city, everyone's a fucking farmer. So. You know what about Mexico? Everybody has a hustle. Yeah, that's what it is. That's- Everybody's got a hustle. Like, even if you, your hustle is just to fucking sell lemons on the corner, like, everybody's got something. Well, yeah, you know I, I mean? think that's just that's just been drilled in it, even to me still, man. I mean, I do my stuff, and I, oh, I mean, I do fucking training on the side. I fucking was slanging meal preps, I'm in, and, and a couple other things. And then I'm fucking everyone's residential hacker IT support. I get phone calls. You have no idea how many phone calls I get from bros. Fucking, hey, my Instagram got hacked or my, my boyfriend's cheating on me or my girlfriend's cheating on me. What? Oh, you do all that? Huh? That's not, that's not good, bro. That's not good. You're no, enabled. I don't do You're it. No, no, no. So, so they call me for these services and I go, I, I explain the moral and ethics of white hat hacking and and then essentially then it turns into a, a therapy session. Like, why? What happened? Tell me, bro, what it is. And, and it's like dealing with insecurity. So literally it goes from being a hacker to like a fucking counselor and, and getting to the bottom of it and just making like, hey, if you got to do all this stuff, then are you yeah. really the right person? Oh, yeah. You know? That's a, I'm always from that school of thought of like, you know, one, if someone's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. I don't care how many fucking roadblocks I put in your way. You know what I mean? And what, the hell am I, what am I holding on to at that point? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's and that's what I try to tell. Uh, it's just funny hearing some of the requests. I mean, I've had, I've been asked to break into an ex's Instagram, to post a bunch of shit, or uh, their stuff got broken into. How to take down posts because someone was talking shit, or how come uh, nobody? You see, I need to be like, hey, can you can you can you go to my go, can you go to my GoFundMe and can you just fulfill the, the meet yeah. the goal there? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like no. A, it's, it's like it's, a help charity instead of like, oh, can you go see if this girl likes me? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's funny. It's it's funny, and that's why that's why I love the guys. Like, you know, we got a myriad of different individuals and personalities, and and not for nothing, you know, people call me or they they get my number from someone else, and then. They get to know me or, you know, and talk and offer advice, whether it's career. Hey, Ray, or, I heard you hack dating apps. Can you? <laughs> or emotional or, yeah, or like, oh, how? tell me this. Uh, how can I hide this from so-and-so? I'm like, bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. I uh, With the, the, the 
the job title. I'm like, you know, I don't do any of this stuff for them, but um, I tell them, you know, is it becoming therapy at that point? Um, yeah. I mean, one thing I did, I did help one of the guys, I guess one of his family members got scammed and I tracked down the person for him. That was it. I'm like, they're over here. If you want to go confront them, there they are. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, outside of that, I really haven't used my knowledge for, for bad stuff. So that's not why I do it. So it's fun. It, but it's fun to be able to do it, to scare people. I think it's, I mean, I don't know if this sounds pretentious, but it's amazing the things that people don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just kind of like, what? Like, you're just like, you didn't know this. But then they know, like, here's the thing. Because I know people that are, say, for lack of a better term, aren't the smartest people. But then they know everything. Like, for example, like, say, like, you're really into, like, Dragon Ball Z. It's just like, bro, you can retain information because you could tell me every fucking little detail about Dragon Ball Z. But you no. can't, you, you can't, you know, sp- it's, spell it's or whatever. It's, it's, just like, it's, it's just passionate interest. And I've been fortunate the way my mind works with like my OCD and just, you know, being able to wrangle my ADHD in such a way where these things interest me, where it's like, because of an obsession, not an obsession, but a, a healthy release for a lot of these yeah. things. And that's, and that's what I've been able to do because I hate taking my medication because it literally turned me into, to something else that it, yes, I have my laser like focus, but it's not, it's 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 not good. I don't like it the way I feel, the way the effects on my body. Um, so what I mean is there any if you don't mind, uh, what are you referring to? Oh well, no. So I have my for, for I have ADHD, so I have the Adderall XRs. So I get get prescribed. I I cut them off. I told my fifteen. I don't want any more than that because I already see how it hits. So like, I just try to find the little sweet spot where it kicks it off, and I'm good. And essentially, it's legal math. So uh but because how my mind works uppers like help me focus so energy drinks coke stuff like that like i am on point like i get a lot of shit done like not of course anyone does with all this energy but i'm actually like productive my brain starts firing on all cylinders so what the way it explained to me when i got diagnosed and did all the testing was um, after they did my IQ test and everything, that my mind is like a V12 motor and it's only running on four cylinders normally. So I, I keep up with everyone average, like an average mentality when I'm not focused is that. This isn't average. limitless. No, it's essentially that's like, what it was. No, so fun fact. You're still only going to access the same amount of area in your brain. You know what I mean? Yes and no. But then again, it's what certain topics and things like you you may be good at like you pick theater because you're good with that stuff. Think on your feet, your your ability to adapt and evolve in certain situations. A lot of people can't do that. Uh, for me, my analysis skills and just like process recognition, pattern recognition is like off the fucking chart. So that's why math and science was very, I was lucky. I liked it and I was good at it. So when I did the testing, I'm the only person who's ever completed their math exam with time left over and actually got 100% on this stuff. Like, on the math and science stuff but then well, what of, what test are you referring to uh the test for add and adhd so i don't know that's what i don't like nowadays people is so there quick. but is there is there a gold standard on or, or a, a, a test i don't think they're no is, so they do it it's a, it's a stand it's a test of sorts that evaluates uh capabilities of an individual and intellect and a lot of different things so i had to do three months of testing 
So they weren't going to be like, oh, no, you have fucking ADD, ADHD, here's a pill. They're like, no, we're going to see if you're fucking fake. I guess I didn't know that, you know, people fake because I didn't fucking know this what it was. Um, well, I, I think I think it's a misconception for people to say that they have ADHD because I think I, I, I my therapist and I, I haven't gone through the whole gambit of it because I was like, I don't I don't wish to pursue kind of I think I can find find a way to focus in one way or it, another. It takes discipline. It does. You once know, you, once you learn how to channel it, then you you can get by with the medication like I did because I I didn't like it. You know, just the way it made me feel the way like I felt like a very hollow equivalent of myself. I'm very like very dry. I'm very irritable. Um, on the medication, you say? On the medication, and I'm very I've zero tolerance for anyone's bullshit. Like wasting my time or anything. Like it's just fucking. I just can't deal with it. But um, yeah, so I did the testing like for three months and all that. The IQ, all this. There's a lot of things they had me do, and then um, eventually, like okay, then the behavioral analysis and. Yeah, it was pretty extensive. That's what I'm just surprised nowadays. They're like, oh, your kid has fucking ADD. Like, it just seems so, like, it really irks me that people, like, are doing this to kids, like, just want to give them the pill to fucking, yeah, just to sit them down I mean, and, like, put them on their ass. I think you no. have to, like, you have to find what, what interests them. You know, you can't, like, putting them, I don't know. I'm really, like, for just because you want to be a lazy parent. I feel like I'm very, well, not even just lazy, but, like, because you can have two different kids and they have two completely different personalities, you know? It doesn't mean that one has ADHD. Exactly. But, know? again, it, it, it is still laziness because you're not taking the time to be involved in your child's life and taking that effort. That's Well, I think they do, there's always a general, you know, they try to go, try to, like, teach and then to you know, have kids with the, with the broad stroke, right? It was just like, all right, you guys all have to learn science. You guys all have to learn math. You guys all, it's instead of kind of that way. Yeah, it is. But, you know, really and have that, to figure out. Mean it's right. Like, again, they're not catering to the strengths of, you know, set individuals and stuff like that. It's so, like, that's what's interesting. Um, I was reading the article, like Elon Musk is running his own school uh, for whatever people may think of him. It's like, no, it's not a traditional style school, but it focuses on the strengths of the individual yeah all those strengths versus kind of like i said painting with a wide brush like you got to cover all the topics like okay yes and no but because you have a natural inclination towards one thing versus another why waste your time doing that let's grow your well, and some people are also more prone to, to question things and some people are more you know prone to like just uh you know work within those guidelines and then make it better or you know well, what i mean or well, and that, or, and be, or be creative you know be and, more and that's creative. what kind of is with school like they say like uh we're, as by nature, humans as children, we're very, very curious and a lot of things. And it's unfortunate the way how schools are ran on a standard level, for the most part, they they teach you to get in line and to not explore certain capabilities or traits that you may have as an individual in order to, to appeal to the status quo, to the normal, a lot of that stuff. So it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people that like school may not work for certain people because they're, they have different inclinations. Like they may be more gifted in a mechanical way where those talents, they, they add, they're better with their hands or something like that. You know, school's yeah. not for everybody, but it doesn't mean you're dumb. So it's just different talents. Yeah. But I think that they, if you're, especially like from a more, I guess, holistic or just a more, like you could be really, you could be really smart too, but then you got a, you got a, a difficult situation at home. You know what I mean? That yeah, you, no, you, environment you has a lot to do with Yeah, you can't focus on, you know. And, and that's what's hard with potential. It's usually wasted when, if it's not fed or nurtured, like it's just one of those things. Potential 
doesn't count for shit unless you do something with it. And sometimes it's circumstantial. It's yeah, like, it's like yeah. I have to go with my mom to work to, to sell X, Y, and Z. So I can't, I, oh, but well, you never do your homework. It's like, well, fuck, I, it, you know, yeah. I try to or whatever. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. Like some of that stuff is legitimate and 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 whatnot and then people just love for some i don't know why is it so popularized that people want to glorify uh, glorify like the struggle like oh i i didn't have this or i don't have that that's why x y and z I'm like no like people want to be ghetto people from the ghetto don't want to be fucking ghetto like it's just it's it's one of those things like it's a it's uh they want to pass a hall pass of some kind of clout that comes with it like if you're from the ghetto you don't want to really be from the ghetto sometimes you know, just certain things. There's not all the yeah. glories or whatever that some people may see because they don't have to live it. No one likes fucking having to hear gunshots in the middle of fucking night or live by the railroad tracks and have a train go by three times a night. So shit's not cute. So Yeah, and I think sometimes people take it as a big a big badge of honor as well. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, man, it's hard though, especially now that you have kids, right? For you to say, how do you teach your kids perspective without having them go through some shit? Yeah, it, it's 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 hard, and that's one of those things. Like now, like being older and and um, have a kid now, it's like I want my kid to understand what it's like to have without, but they're never gonna go without. So it's kind of like it's hard because you can't be like, you know, the first generation, second generation. You work as hard so they have it easy, but then you don't want to reprimand them for having it easy because that's the whole point. You to to keep building and taking it above yeah. level, but you know, fucking easy. You got it. Back in my day, yeah. yeah. And just like, and, and that's kind of one of the big things nowadays. Like, you know, people with this newer generation, like, oh, they whine a lot. Like, yeah, they may fucking whine a lot, but things are easier for them, and and sometimes take for granted to, to get where it is. You know, for certain things, and it's kind of like that um, that inherited entitlement of sorts because that's all they know because they come from that environment, like. This is their standard. Like, oh, I only know a two-parent family where it's a six-figure income house or whatever. Like, this is my standard versus yeah. coming from a different. But that's their struggle too. I think yeah. from, from a mental health standpoint, is like if your beef is that you can't live up to your dad's fucking potential because your dad's fucking Elon Musk or some bullshit. Like, that's what you're going through. It just because just because there's another kid that you know from fucking Stockton who is hungry and it's just it just wants to eat well, well then, then, then again you know? that's that has a lot to do with the housing environment too because then why is that being created for said child to have that chip on their shoulder kind of thing like no instead of being like being that you're in competition with your with your parent like you know I have this platform to do and be whatever I want to be so I don't know that's just just you know I don't know. I think a lot has to do that. That comes down to the parenting part of that part. That's and that's where I I don't want to be, you know, as a dad. Like if I have a son or I have my daughter or whatever. Like oh, I have to outdo my dad. Like no, the fuck you don't. You just got to do what you want to do and it's good for you. Like what makes you happy. Lucky yeah. for what me made made me happy, makes me fucking good money. You know, but I want you to be able to be successful in whatever it is you do. But just know. Things of passion sometimes don't come with the money you want. So you got you got to weigh it out. Like I literally was at fucking the container store and this lady <laughs> told me, oh, she has fucking three degrees. I'm like, what'd you get your degrees in? She goes, oh, graphic design, human behavior, and think sociology. I'm like, okay. And she's like, I'm like, but you're here? I'm like, yeah, I get paid good money to be here. But I'm like, oh, she works at the container store. She works. She fucking oh. is a cashier. 
and and uh, she was telling me her struggle about not being able to buy a house. And she was like, oh, yes, people, everyone buying these houses and making I'm such I'm going to be homeless because I can't find a house to live in. And I'm paying my rent eight hundred eighteen hundred dollars. I'm like, well, maybe you should have picked a career that made you money, not just for passion, because if you're picking, you know, you're kind of uh, you're taking accountability. Like if I'm going to be a teacher, I know I'm not going to be a fucking millionaire because I'm doing it for the passion because I want to give back to the community. I'm going to working with children. Well, in theory, in theory, in theory, you could find theory. you could find a way. Like, just but again, that's, you... and then then that's where you pivot to different, like a possible entrepreneurship. You're doing other things, but if you're just solely for just being, yeah. Because what if you start a, a fucking charter school and you own the exactly, fucking charter school? Exactly. Yeah. But see, that's a whole different hustle. That's versus just being a teacher. But again, that's because you want more versus, like I said, say graphic designer. Okay, you're a graphic designer, then you became fucking so uh psychology well, yeah, but if i'm a graphic like, designer the... and like you just didn't know what the fuck you wanted to do you spent all this money and now you're trying to make me feel bad because you couldn't make up your mind and get your ducks in a row and i should make you feel house. bad and then oh, she, and I I go, buy yeah, more I'm containers buy. sir please yeah and i'm like <laughs> I really feel bad i'm like oh yeah well if you want to buy a house i might i'm gonna sell my house and then pretty soon she was i couldn't afford it i'm like you're probably right i'm like well what's your loan 200k i'm like yeah my shit's going for more than that and she goes well you're part of the problem sir because you're going to sell your house and make interest i'm like no you it's not my fault you did not take accountability you invest your money right in the right spots in the right time and just left it at that she gave me a dirty ass look i'm like i'm not gonna feel bad for sacrificing for all these years and decades and to put myself in a winning situation when opportunity struck because i wasn't planning on fucking having a kid that was not on the agenda then i'm like to buy a house like i literally made those moves within 30 days once I found out I was having a kid, I had my ducks in a row. You fucking pull the trigger. I'm trying to figure out why you're having this extensive conversation with a lady at the container store. <laughs> I talk to fucking everybody. It's a personality. I start talking about. You just uh, walk away, now. man. I start, talk, I start talking about my house. I'm designing it and trying to get everything organized and these things. And she was fucking like, oh, I love organization too. We started talking. And she to, <laughs> then she was trying to get me fucking to work there. Like we get a 40% discount. I'm like, Hmm, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you guys could afford me and just the fucking the banter back and forth. And then it went into the housing stuff and just pivoted and yeah. pivoted. And then I'm like, you just suck at life. If what if she's a fucking, it. what if she's just a habitual liar? She's like, yeah, yeah I got all these that could be a thing. But again, you just suck at life with your three degrees. You just have a bunch of debt. There's nothing wrong with having debt, but it's good debt. That debt's got to be for some kind of value investment in yourself. But there could be like somebody else with three degrees that's fucking doing amazing. Yeah, or someone with no degrees and fucking doing amazing. See, the like, problem you is your degree. You have your degree in theater, and you pivoted those that skill set to doing what you're doing now. That's just because that's inside of you, and you utilize those skills to do something else. And people listen, don't think outside the box. Listen, lady, your fucking problem is you're talking to weirdos while you're at work. You yeah, should be okay. working. Now shut up and bag my container. Shut up and bag my fucking twenty dollar plastic box container that I'm gonna take and put in my fucking. Oh, that, oh, that was it. Your fucking your rent on the. Containers. Dude, bro, it's a. That's what I'm saying. People are not organized. It's just, it's, it's a money. It's fucking expensive. Like I spent 200 bucks on this fucking little chingaleta that organized my pots and pans. And yeah, lit, yeah. So it fits a certain. Get way. a get a magnet for your knives, and they're just accessible. Oh, I was magnet strip. That, but my magnet strip. Backsplash. As much as I paid for the stone, and I'm not drilling holes in that shit. I'm like, I got, I got some other. Oh, stuff you could double sided tape. Well, yeah, I thought about that, but I'm like, you know what? I have my other setup, obviously, cojones and all this stuff. I'm like, well, you got the block. And it's kind of funny 
because uh, as I designed the house, I, it kind of unintentionally became a gamma themed house. It's all black, white, silver. Oh, wow. Gray. Just the fucking. I just fucking just bleed, the, bleed the colors. Apparently. Yeah. So okay. I have to ask you the question and ask everybody. So, um, what is a time that you felt like a weirdo? Fucking. Like recently or in life or just. I mean, like, something that it basically stands out. Like, and I feel like, you know, weirdo doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, this guy's crazy or something. We get to be like somewhere. Well, you felt out of place somewhere, maybe, or maybe you said something to a, a girl you liked, and then she just made you feel like a dumbass. Or, or oh, that's, you that's, know what I mean? That was all the fucking college for me. You know I mean? literally, I essentially went to college like a fuck. I was a fucking virgin, essentially. Like, fun fact, I literally essentially, essentially or literally, I was. I was. <laughs> or, I mean, technically, I wasn't because thirty seconds. That's how it goes for most guys, you know. I literally like lost my virginity the day before I drove to San Diego. So. Okay. Uh, no, um, an awkward moment. I think when I actually came back home after um, a semester to like a, a being back and forth and then coming home after I graduated and I actually went on a trip overseas and I was sharing my story. It was around Christmas time. I, that's kind of the only time I usually go home like Christmas, Thanksgiving. And was like went to the local bar where fucking everyone from high school goes eventually and just see each other before yeah. the, the, the annual bar fight that happens. And um, just start talking to people and just like they were so dumbfounded and amazed with what I was saying. And it wasn't because I was talking about my trips and travel. It was for the sheer fact that I didn't have any kids yet. And I was only 24. Yeah. They were like, just why don't you have kids? What does your dick not work? Are you gay? I'm like, um, I use condoms and or the women I date use birth control and pretty good about pulling yeah. out stuff and whatever and just realizing like it's it's just a different thing and just going back home i mean i don't know if you feel that so much because you grew up in san diego but when you go back to very rural areas like well you have to but you have to uh you do have to like kind of get away from those types of people like i feel like i have friends that i we used to hang around with all the time they a lot of them do have kids but it's like, but then now if you think about it, like how many of us were 25, 26 and no, nobody in our group had kids like, you yeah. know, or whatever, like, cause everybody was like, oh, okay. Like I'm trying to like be responsible, trying to get my degree, trying to whatever, you know Handle what I mean? Business, yeah. yeah and so it, it, it's a, it's a trip because like, I just had my daughter. Right. So my friend who actually, they had their kid like right out of high school, he just turned 19 going 20. He got a girl pregnant. They just had a kid. He just had a kid. His daughter's five months old. My daughter's six. So uh, my friends that I grew up with that I'm only a year older than, technically, I'm like, you're a grandparent. Technically, I could be a grandparent if I was on that same path. It's just kind of like weird that their baby is has my, a baby that's my age. That my that's my yeah, baby. My cousin, yeah, my cousin's I think 38, something, 38, 30, somewhere around there. Yeah. And he, his daughter was 18, 19, and she just had a kid. So he, my cousin's a grandpa. Yeah. No, you it, know? that to me is very like eye-opening. But again, it's kind of a product of your environment because you'll see, I've, like I said, through this pandemic, I've got to watch a lot of reality TV and judge a lot of fucking people, you know, in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> and seeing that this kind of behavior is generational. Like some people are yes. proud of this shit. Like, oh, I'm a fifth generation teen parent. Like seeing that shit to me well, is like, 
what the fuck is wrong with you? And, but that's like, well, it's not so much. It depends where you're at. It's, I mean, saying, the likelihood of you being a team mom because your mom was a team mom is very, very high. Oh, it goes up like 300%. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's that's a very common thing is going back and like, I think what I think what it is too, what at least what I have, what I have experienced, is sometimes they can't find a common ground, and their whole life or their only kind of, I mean, for lack of a better terms, only accomplishment that they really feel they've done is having a child, and so you're talking about all these different things like, oh, we did this, and I went to traveled over here, and I'm trying to you know get my master's later or I'm going into yeah. master's whatever, but they're just like you don't have kids like, like you know what well, i mean no, and it, and it, and it's interesting though too because it, it, i found this to be very true it's, it's like there's no bigger haters in your own family sometimes it's 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 just like when you're doing stuff they're like oh you're so lucky i'm like how am i lucky i literally we grew up together oh mr kali yeah i'm like oh I'll read no, i don't have like the green, like, favorite or whatever i'm like well you were the one out here being fucking wango and shit through high school and got pregnant or you got pregnant in college or you're out here fucking gangbanging or you're doing something and you made choices yeah and sacrifice and yeah the sacrifice like i wasn't a fan of fucking starving during summer and like waiting to my first paycheck working as a janitor fucking for the school like well my first summer when i stayed in san diego i didn't get paid i i did the summer program working as a custodian and um I said you clean out all the dorms, I'll fucking all the fridges after all you dirty fucks, like the fridges. I don't know why they didn't plan this shit out well. The fridges were the last thing we cleaned. So yeah. that shit was like a month or so later into the summer with them things having no power. So whatever was in there, fucking, oh. fucking. So that was the last thing we pulled out. And yeah, so that's what was my job over the, my summers uh, when I was in school. And um, we got paid monthly and coming out of the dorms, and like I'm not going back home to Merced, living in San Diego. I had fucking twenty dollars to my name. Only thing is like, oh, rent is paid for because I'm part of that program. Like we don't have to pay rent; we get to stay in the VA, the Alvarado down the hill for yeah. free um, since we cleaned them. And uh, that's how we stayed. And uh, fucking twenty dollars to live off for the whole month. Like you get very creative, like frijoles, arroz, tuna, fucking yeah. And like yeah. sacrifices. People don't don't see that shit and they like oh you're so lucky you're so lucky and it's very true people only see your successes and think oh you just had it so easy but you don't see all that times when you're by yourself fucking you could be starving you can be tired you could be stressed like especially like with it's relatable to the circumstances nowadays like there's a lot of stuff that goes on with people but you don't know their background their story like what they're going through personally because everyone's been so secluded and yeah. they may not be reaching out to talk to people because normally they're like, oh, we're going to meet up. You know, it's a, a regular thing. So they don't have to make an effort because it's a habit, you know, versus nowadays you have to make an effort to engage with somebody. Like I'm as a trainer now, I literally have to fucking make people work out together. Like they just so used to being antisocial by themselves. Like, no, fucking partner up. You're not working out by yourself. Fucking introduce yourself. I literally feel like I'm teaching like five-year-old kids like how to be friends. It's yeah. funny. It's a bunch well, of grown-ups. I- that's good that's good for like the strangers but one thing i always tell people is don't work out with friends no yeah no because it's just you'll drag each other down yep and you're fucking around that's what i'll I'll, literally like kids i'll split them up opposite groups because they want to be on their phone or they're fucking playing grab ass or whatever i'm like no i got time for this shit let's go i literally i'm I'm 
babysitter at some point. Yeah, well, yeah. But no, that that's just what it is. Like ultimately, comes down to sacrifice. It's just. I, I think I think there is a degree of luck. I think people that don't say that luck is, does doesn't exist is is, is bullshit because yes, there is no, a degree of luck. You're you're only as lucky as 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 you put yourself in situations. Yeah. So I mean, if you're out here as a guy just fucking raw dogging a bunch of fucking girls, um, you're gonna get someone pregnant or you're gonna catch an STD. It's not just oh, you know. It's it's a st- then they statistics and shit like that. You're like you're lucky you didn't cash nothing. Maybe that that's lucky for being reckless. But again, luck runs out. And again, like I wasn't lucky with this house situation. I literally had my ducks in a row from long well before. And when opportunity came presented itself, I was in the position to do what I needed to do when I wanted to do it. You know, and and I set my own luck up. And that's the thing is that's what people don't take accountability for. It's always someone else's fault. For the lack of success and i hate that i can't stand that shit i literally get on people's asses and i'm just an asshole because i'm telling them shit that you see you see the writing on the wall they just don't see it because it's either ego or they have friends who aren't really friends telling them the truth like i love my friends like ray you fucking up kung fu you're you're doing this and i'm like call me out let me know thank you you actually fucking care yeah so that like those are real friends not just oh you're doing it it's okay it's someone else's fault i can't stand that shit like, yeah i'm older i'm too old for this shit now i have time for your excuses like you waste my time that's one thing i can't get back like now i'm older my t- i value my time so much more like don't waste my time and my energy fucking just get out of my face yeah no i mean i think that like i said as you're older you're like you don't need to some of these relationships you're just kind of like Cut. they don't they don't bring me any value they're very surface level too sometimes you know people that aren't willing to talk about you know their shit or you know or or keep it real with you and tell you hey you know what you said some shit that, like you said, I mean, even the guys that get, you know, you know their butt, butt hurt, but at least they're telling you, like, hey, bro, like, like you know, you, you fucking, you insulted me or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, at no, least willing are, to like, tell people, you instead of just being like, ah, oh, fuck off, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, people want to take take from the tree, but never want to give back, and that's what it is, and eventually, you know, there's nothing left to take, and then, then, are they really your friends? Because the yeah. they serve no purpose to them, you know, then, then what? Then, that's, you know. that's what I would always tell people when I, when I, cause they said like, like you said, kind of like, Oh, is it lucky? Or like, you know, cause I was doing stand up and I was like, like everybody wants to be like, Oh, well, I'm talented or I'm good. I'm this, I'm like, dude, there was guys that were funnier than me, but I was bringing people, Yeah, you know, you, I was, your own, you made your own luck. You made yeah. Your own and so luck. I was like, you know what I mean? It's, and like, you, you have to bring value to the table in whichever, whichever way you can. Right. Hey, yeah. I'm maybe I'm not going to be the funniest yet because I've just started, but I'm going to bring value somehow yeah. and, and bring something to the table instead of just trying to take because like everybody just wants to like, oh, well, I'm this or, you know, like I, I deserve this X, Y and Z. It's like nobody owes you shit, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's just unfortunate because that you just see more and more of nowadays um it's just like that it just seems like that that value of that grind isn't respect anymore everyone says they're grinding but not everyone ev- not everyone's grind is the same you know and yeah. that's unfortunate like oh i'm on the grind okay well what what are you doing how are you and, and some people just like oh they have all these excuses and or they think they're grinding I'm like you're doing what a normal person does what are you doing to set yourself apart you know yeah. and that's what it is like grind is to me is like doing the extras when no one's looking that's what was drilling to me in sports with my coach, Coach McKinney, he was like, you know, having that integrity and that grind, like you got to do what you, you got to do what's right, even when no one's looking and you got to do, willing to do that extra because what you're doing right now is what everyone's doing. Everyone's practicing, but are you yeah. doing the extra work? Like, are you here staying 30 minutes after practice, working on your takedowns or 
your escapes or your setups, you know, the extra that no one else is doing because that's what sets you apart. And that's comes, it carries over life. Like, yeah, you go to your job nine to five. That's expected. What else are you doing? Are you continuing your education? Are you, are you, what does that look like in three years, two years? What do yeah, you, like, what is, your what is your roadmap? Like, do you have milestones? Like, if you're not here, what, is, what are you planning to do? You know, how do we resolve that? Are you, can you take the criticism? Are you going out to get a mentor? Like, and that was, I was very, always proactive with that. Like I literally came in uh, new, new hire when I was in Northrop and I found who the fucking big wig was on the West coast in my building. And I set up my own meeting with them. He's like, Oh, what do you want to meet? Cause I go, I wanted to meet you. He's like, we started talking and everything. So where do you saw you see yourself in 10 years? I'm like having your job. And he just started laughing. He's like, I don't know about that. I go, Oh, only course. Cause you got promoted outside of that. I'll be right below you. He's like, it'll take you longer than 10 years. I'm like, no, it'll take me 10 years. And yeah, it was unrealistic, but I came in with the bravado and company. Like, no, I'm going to come for you. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to come for you. Yeah. And, and, and just having that. And he took me under his wing and, and mentored me. And he saw the potential and talent and, and, you know, explained a lot of things to me, you know, just because being this kind of personality that we have, it, it's, it can be damaging, especially in, in the world of engineering. Cause we work with a bunch yeah. of experts. like it's, it's, too much to take for people to take on. So it's like having to dot, reel that in. And like, that was my biggest struggle as a professional is having to reel it in and not, not just be my whole self from the jump. Because like, like you said earlier, not everyone's cup of tea. So not yeah. everyone likes to tell Keela. So that's yeah, but then weird. like, you know, I feel like the best thing you could do, I mean, obviously it's, you have a different person, like a di- you're a different person at work and you're not going to be the same person that you were like, you know, around your friends. But like, I hate just not, I have to be at least my authentic self. Like, hey, man, like, you know, hey, I think this is wrong or whatever's going on. I think you guys are doing it wrong. I'm willing to do it if this is the, way, the road you guys want to go down. But I'm going to at least say, I don't think this is the best. I don't think this is the best way to do it. But, you know, and so that way, if it, if it goes to shit, at least, you know, oh, okay, you were on to something or why did you think it was that, you know, say, oh, because X, Y, and Z. Not just yeah. because, you know, there's also people that at work are just gonna like, well, this isn't the right way. This, we shouldn't do it this way. It's like, okay. So which yeah. way should we do it? And they're like, well, I don't know, just this way, stupid. I'm like, no, yeah, well then yeah. I'm not going to listen to you because you don't, you're exactly. just, don't, don't, you're just don't, shitting don't, on things, you know? Don't question it and not have your own proposed idea to to better it or something, you know? Yeah, there's there's a couple of those, but yeah. it is what it is. So you know, It's work. You just learn, learn to dial it in, you know, different versions as long as you're authentic, you know? I never had that problem. And anything- like I said, that was an uncanny skill I had the most introverted people, I get them out of their shell and then they eventually open up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what trying to leverage that skill set more and more. Now that I'm older, getting into management positions and stuff like that. And just like, not just be the nerd behind the computer. All yeah, the time you're dealing with people know. ultimately, right? It's like learning how to deal with people. And yeah, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes I can't it's, deal it's, with like the lazies. I can't like, I'm just like, I bro, you, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You're not manning up to it. <laughs> You know, well, and, and, that, and that's the thing it, it, as a great leader, you find ways to motivate and to, to inspire to, to stuff like that. And, and having the savvy to kind of get them to do it. Like, that's what I might, like, I've been good with, like my, we'll call it hurting the cats, you know, get them together, get everyone in the same spot, get it done with one another. And uh, especially with a lot of the work, you know, I work with people in countries that are different. And, you know, some people never tell you no, but they don't know what the hell you're asking for. So it's just being a, being a way to leverage the skill set, um, you know, my soft set of skills in this very introvert world that I, that I live in. So yeah. that's, that's where I'm at nowadays. Anything, anything you want to add here in the end? 
Anything we nah, nah, man. I mean, it was great. I mean, I'm glad you're still doing this. You know, like I said, it's just a excuse to hang out, whatever. Like I said, some of the stories, you know, kept the pretty PG. Um, and that's what like <laughs> it was funny hearing seeing these other podcasts and a lot of the guys. I'm like, I was there for that. That's not how that shit went down. Like that <laughs> made me drunk how that shit went down. Uh-uh, I think I actually have video. It's, it's, it's just funny just being so weathered and seasoned as a gamma all these years. Like, shit, 2001? Like, yeah, 21 years. Shit. Yeah. I like, seeing a lot of these, you know, a lot of us as young boys becoming men and seeing the stories, like, seeing cats literally going to the bathroom and catching some bro railing the fuck out of some chick in the back. I'm like, dude, you're a sucio and start taking pictures over the top of the bathroom stall. Or, you know, seeing fools drunk. And now um, we're also professionals, you know, like, you know. these. Yeah, are, no, you know, if, if some of these guys, I'm like, you are a what now? <laughs> I. You're a congressman? <laughs> doctors, <laughs> lawyers? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I remember a lot of this shit. You're a t- teacher? Oh, that makes sense. Then. But that's, you know, you hey, know? being re- taking care of your shit, being responsible, you know. No, and that's the thing. It, it's a great skill set, like to have done everything we've done to the savages, the, the old school savages, these newer guys, I don't know. They fucking, they have apps and stuff that make it easier. And I think everyone is actually, ma- everyone's the te- best in their own, you know. No, but also honestly, I, that, I think that's the bad thing with the technology. It's literally made it easily accessible to a lot of stuff. So people can not, like not show up and they get to experience it secondhand. And there's documented evidence. So oh. it's like one of those things like, Back if we were partying, if you weren't fucking there, you didn't get to see fucking Misa fucking fall down on his face or uh, turtle or somebody just like do something. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. you just miss it because you weren't there. You or weren't there. This you girl just, This girl just pulled her titties out just because she was drunk. <laughs> like, there's stories like you know, being a sapo's pad sometimes. Just I'm not even gonna give into the the things seen there, but. Uh, no, just like if you weren't there, you missed it, you know, and yeah. I think that's a big thing with this generation because there's technology that ease of access, you know, you don't have to be there to experience it. It makes a lot of things uh, superficial and they miss out a lot of skill sets as a human that carry over to real life, you know, interactions with the careers and how to talk to people, how to deal with people. Yeah. And, and it's making just a bunch of hermits, you know, a bunch of virgins essentially at this point. <laughs> do, do we leave it there <laughs> yeah, a bunch of fucking virgins <laughs> no I mean, hey fuck it you know it's a it's a it's an interesting journey to, to go and i think you have to put yourself in those positions right to like learn from other people and and fucking be in college and make mistakes too and you know be around other people who who fucking are idiots, but every, everybody thinks they know what they're doing. And oh, you got to do it this way, bro. You survive. Gotta, it's it's survival. Know? It's survival yeah. of the fittest. It, it's literally and, and and I just never would have thought I'm in the position that I'm in because the ongoing joke for a lot of the guys because graduating, I was like, I fucking bench press more than my GPA, and I I was one of the first ones before graduating that actually landed a job with a very reputable company, but yeah. I was the only one. But yeah, I was the dummy. I was the one with the low ass GPA. So yeah. it's it's different skills. It's just, it's just knowing yeah. your strong suits. It's just knowing your strong suits. Like I had the technical background, but I knew I fucking I could do this. I could talk. I could sell myself. You know. Yeah. That's just what it was. And yeah. uh, just knowing what what your strengths are. That's everyone. That's the message. You know, going out. Everyone, you know, you're not gonna be good at everything, but what you're good at, fucking make sure you're real good at it. 
and find a make yeah. uh, find a way to make good money off of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, knowing your strengths and you know, I think working on on your weaknesses as well. You know, what I mean, is always gonna really continue to to help you grow. And that's kind of what, you know, you put yourself in different positions to. I think uh, when you put yourself in positions like like that, like going to Minnesota and stuff, it it kind of forces you to grow. Like it's either put up or shut up. You know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of people can break in situations like that as well. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, fuck this. Like, and it's also self-awareness, well, right? You know, you're there for a reason. Like me, I knew I was there for a reason, you know, and yeah. I could have easily, I mean, I didn't have the most ideal situation. I went out there, had all that stuff. I was going to pursue the career. I thought I was with the woman I was going to be with for the rest of my life. I was engaged. I got married to her out there and then shit went sideways <laughs> yeah. uh, after almost two years. And, you know, that alone is enough to hold the strongest of guys. And I'm just glad I didn't go, go down that path that I could have went down, um, especially being so secluded, you know, yeah. no one's there to check in, like who's going to fucking hold me accountable. So, yeah. but uh, it's well, like, I'm... it is what it is, you know? self-accountability more than anything yeah it's always good to look back and, and you know when something's happening you're like wait i made it through that shit you know what i mean like i like what am yeah, i tripping on take one yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah no it's it's interesting because you look back on certain things like why am i tripping off this when i've done this other shit like fuck yeah this. i've i've i got this yeah yeah it's, it's nice to leverage on some experiences or you have a support system like different guys i know i can call you my hey i'm thinking about this what do you think even just word vomit and just a fucking just throw yeah. shit out like, it's great to have people you can talk these things out and just like you know what i didn't think of it that way let me approach it in that direction yeah. and i'll let you know let me get back to you on it and that, it's great to have like the fraternity and a network of guys that you can call on for different things and to be seen as one of those guys so i get phone calls too by guys younger or older like hey what what's up or um now everyone you know is becoming a pandemic poppy these days you know, I check in on the guys like, hey, how, what, what do you think? How's it going? How's your girl doing? Are you experiencing this? Like, I, I take that on myself because I know a lot of these guys that care for it. I see, yeah. you know, we've, we've gone through it. And, you know, to me, like, the parody part's easy. Fucking after all the shit someone has gone through, like, just just don't be too much of a douchebag and just don't fuck up your kid and it'll be all yeah. right. So, yeah. And it's just, it's tough. And, 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 and that's the thing, just having that support system, like, especially, like I said, I took it upon myself. A lot of guys are just having kids to reach out because um, it's a thing. There's not a lot of support for dads. It's usually just for the mothers because they're going through postpartum and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it's a, it goes two ways because guys, we got to deal with the baby and the mom and we don't have the hormones in us to kind of make us do some of this stuff. Like it's just easy to like, fuck it, just leave it on the mom instead of just yeah. being supportive. So well, I mean, you, yeah. you're getting in there. You're getting your hands dirty, which is, you know. Oh, I mean, shit, I literally got a hand. I delivered my daughter. I did all that shit. I was literally up in all the shit. Like, yeah. my, she was birthed naturally. I got up in there and fucking caught her. And first thing I had her and I fucking cut the cord and had her a waiter. I did everything hands on. Nice. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, an experience. So, well, I mean, congr thing, she looks like her congrats dad. on, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, congrats on the new baby. You know, you keep 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 killing it, man. You know, I think uh, I think he, he, there's some good uh, some good stories. You you know, and some good uh, experiences that you've had that people can 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 learn from. And I know I mentioned. I mean, there has been mentioned of the fraternity, but you know, as we talked before, I think that they're universal kind of experiences too that people can deal with. Yeah. You know, and and can relate to. So 
you know? Yep. No, no, it is. And hopefully sooner when I'm almost done with this house, definitely may, may, well, let's see when her birthday falls, but her birthday on the 19th of May, fucking first bar party. 19th her, of May. Know, I'm, from the 18th. I'm from the 18th, 18th so, of May. My birthday is May 18th. I'll fucking pull up. Hey, pull Tars. up. Hey, you can. We'll, we'll have the fucking, we'll have padrinos de tequila, padrinos de keg, the fucking, all the taco man, fucking, it's a, it's her first birthday. You know, you know how, how Mexican yeah. is. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gotta um, go down. It's about to go down. It's fucking yeah. going down. I didn't spend all, right. all the fucking money in the house in the backyard to not fucking party. So, <laughs> her house, it's her house, but fucking a, hey, father in a fucking party. There you go. All right, man. Well, and thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, every then thank everybody for listening. Uh, Ray Gonzalez, uh, engineer, well, world traveler, hacker, Mr. Mr. Hacker, hacker Mr. Kung also, Fu, also known as Kung Fu. Yeah, Kung Fu Ray. Thanks, bro. All right, man. Take it easy, man. Stay safe. All right. Bye.